saw something in the paper that freaked me out. And I thought, well, I better talk to anybody listening right now who, you know, decides when they are feeling under the weather. They got a bit of a headache or they've, you know, some pain that they want to, you know, relieve. Maybe their hip, your hip's giving you a bit of problems or, you know, your knees. You get older, you start to feel your joints, which is weird. Wow. Yeah. Something to look forward to in about Great. three years for you, Chris. <laughs> If you reach for extra strength Tylenol when you are feeling under the weather or any product, in fact, containing acetaminophen, this is shocking, but you may not know about this. It is the leading cause of liver failure in the country. And I thought that was pretty serious information. Why don't we know this? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure why people don't talk about it more, but there is a a prominent liver expert. He's a transport, uh, a transplant expert, expert rather, and he lives in Vancouver and he is warning people about the dangers of acetaminophen. So I thought we'd get Dr. Brett Belchetz on the phone. He is our AM640 uh, Toronto medical expert. And I just wanted to ask you, Dr. Brett, what are the risks associated with taking acetaminophen? Well, you know, this is something that, you know, we've heard about many times in the medical profession, and it's something that we know about quite well, which is that acetaminophen in uh, large quantities. So in doses that are beyond what are recommended to be taken can be quite easily toxic to the liver. And especially one of the other risks is in combination with other medications or alcohol, it can be extra toxic. And, you know, we frequently see cases where patients inadvertently overdose on acetaminophen by either uh, taking acetaminophen with alcohol, which is very dangerous, as I mentioned, or taking acetaminophen in multiple medications where they don't know that each of those medications contains acetaminophen. So, you know, people might take a couple of Tylenol and a couple of cold medications and all together, all of a sudden they've arrived at an overdose. And so, you know, in this particular case that we're hearing about, there is a death involved. And, and this is somebody who apparently, you know, had a history of alcohol use and, and alcohol dependency and was also taking acetaminophen and led to liver failure. And, you know, unfortunately, this isn't an uncommon thing. And it's something that, you know, for many years, we've struggled backwards and forwards on. We haven't really landed uh, on a right answer because the, the, the big problem here is that for many patients, acetaminophen is often the only safe painkiller that they can take. And were we to somehow, you know, make acetaminophen something that wasn't widely available, it would leave us with very few safe options for a large number of patients. I'm going to paraphrase here, but I just want to bring this up. Dr. David Yerlich, who is the head of clinical pharmacology and toxicology at the University of Toronto, said that he doubts that acetaminophen, if brought to market today, would actually pass because its overdose risk outweighs the uh, pain relief that you would get from it. Yeah, well, you know, I I would certainly, you know, disagree with those statements to some extent. You know, yes, it is not the strongest painkiller. But as I said, for many patients, it's the only pain reliever that we can offer. So especially in elderly patients where things like ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs are, are definitely not safe because of their risk of gastrointestinal bleeding, uh, and we certainly don't want to start patients on narcotics because we all know the risks of narcotics. Sure. A lot of the time, acetaminophen is the only option. Even though its effectiveness is limited, it often is the difference between being able to get through the day for many patients and not being able to get through the day. Especially the other thing is, you know, being an emergency room physician, one of the uses that I see for acetaminophen all the time is fever control. And it is extraordinarily effective at fever control. It's extraordinarily effective at helping people who are suffering through a severe flu-like illness or many other types of illnesses that cause fevers to actually make it through that illness from a symptomatic fashion. So, you know, I, I you know, I, I'd love to be able to say that, you know, we wouldn't approve this drug, but, you know, my answer would be, you know, what would be the alternative? Because I can't name any other alternative for these types of patients that allow them to have some amount of pain relief and also any other alternative that actually allows fever control. Because, again, the only other medication that provides effective fever control is ibuprofen. But for many, many patients, ibuprofen is not safe and not indicated. So, 
you know, a lot of the time what we do in medicine is we try to choose the lesser among two evils. And certainly, you know, acetaminophen is not harm-free, uh, but it certainly is not the most risky drug out there. You know, the NSAIDs, those ibuprofen-like drugs, the narcotics, all of those have more risks when we're looking at those for pain control. And so what I think what we need to do is really just be a little bit smarter about how we provide acetaminophen and how we label acetaminophen-containing products. And I think there's a lot of education out there that needs to happen around, A, the fact that you should never mix acetaminophen with alcohol, and B, the fact that all of these drugs that have acetaminophen in, in a hidden way, so all of these cough and cold medications and a number of other types of medications where people don't know they're taking acetaminophen, it has to be very clearly spelled out to them that it's in there and they should not be taking additional forms of acetaminophen while they're on it. Yeah, it's very easy to do because there's 350 products that are available over the counter that have acetaminophen in them. So it you might take the, the extra strength Tylenol and then you think, well, I need to take this cough syrup at the same time. And uh, there you, you've just overdosed. Absolutely. And it is way too easy to do that. And I see that all the time in the emergency room when I see patients where, you know, I'm counseling them around acetaminophen for fever control. And meanwhile, you know, they, they ask me, is this going to interact uh, with this cold medication that I'm taking? And they have no idea that the cold medication has Tylenol or acetaminophen in it. So really important to raise the awareness there. Um, there were some other suggestions that were out there about eliminating the 500 milligram tablets of acetaminophen. And that's the Tylenol extra strength or sure. acetaminophen extra strength. Um, I think that might be a helpful suggestion because certainly it is easier to overdose accidentally when you have larger pill sizes. Uh, you know, I had also read the suggestion that, you know, intentional overdoses could be prevented by people not having access to those 500 milligram uh, bottles. I can mm. tell you, you know, having personally treated hundreds of patients that have overdosed on acetaminophen, people that want to overdose are going to overdose. And it's, you know, if you take a full bottle of 325 milligram tablets, you're going to have an overdose that's bad. To the, no, not much, not with, without much more difficulty than you're going to have an overdose that's bad with the 500 milligram tablets. So I, I think in that area, it's really not going to make a big difference. But I think in terms of the accidental overdoses, I think it would be really helpful to limit the, t the capsule size to the 325 milligram tablets. I just want to throw this out because I don't think I'm alone when I go to the drugstore and I'm going to buy, you know, an Advil or uh, Tylenol. I know they're different drugs. I always go for the extra strength because I figure, why wouldn't I? I mean, I'm probably going to take the full adult dosage of two pills or just one extra strength. And I think a lot of people think that way. So you might be onto something there. Well, 100%. And what we also see is you see a lot of people in their mind, their idea of a full dosage is two pills. Yeah. And then the problem is what we see a lot of people doing is they grab the extra strength and be, they don't understand that when it's the extra strength, the right dosage is one pill and they still take two. Oh, and interesting. So, you, you know, when we see that happening, and especially when you see somebody who's taken two extra strength acetaminophen, that's a gram of acetaminophen right there. That is absolutely the maximum dose that any person should ever take at one time. And when that person is drinking alcohol at the same time, or when that person is taking a cold medication, at the same time, this is where we very easily get into these accidental overdose situations. So I think limiting it to the 325 milligram tablets would be a great first step. But, you know, outlawing acetaminophen altogether is certainly the wrong direction to go in because what we're going to end up happening is pushing people to much more dangerous medications like the NSAIDs, like the narcotics. And that's not, not a place that any of us want to go to. If it's about education, education, about, you know, being aware of what you're taking, would it not be best, I know these are over-the-counter drugs, but to, you know, at point of purchase, have someone in a store that sells these drugs educated on the fact that you might be mixing uh, too many drugs? You know, you already have the acetaminophen in this, because i got to tell you, the writing is so small that by the time your eyes can focus, it's not like I'm a, a 90 here, but by the time your eyes can focus on all of the ingredients in each pain, you know, uh, killer or each, uh, you know, medication, because we're talking about a fever, if you have a cold or a flu, a lot of people reach for the extra strength Tylenol and a cough syrup. So 
wouldn't it be best to have the person that's selling it at point of purchase tell us what's going down like your pharmacist would when you go for an over-the-counter drug? Well, I think you're making a very good point here. And, you know, when you're in a pharmacy, there's different classes of drugs. So there's what's called over-the-counter, which means these are the drugs that sit behind the counter that your pharmacist hands to you that you can't just pick up off the shelf. And then there's what we call off-the-shelf. So right now, when we look at ibuprofen, when we look at acetaminophen, these are on-the-shelf drugs. So anybody can just pick them up and buy them. And so you're not getting any counseling with these medications. And I think you're absolutely identifying something that's very important, which is that when you buy these types of medications, there is a need for some counseling. And so maybe one of the things that we should consider you know, in the future is that these shouldn't be over the shelf. These should be over the counter, and these should be sold in a way that the pharmacist does get the opportunity to talk to you about the risks and make sure that you understand what it is that you're taking. Make sure that you know, in the instance of you taking acetaminophen, that you're not taking it with alcohol, that you're not taking it with other products that also contain acetaminophen. I think we'd actually prevent a lot of harm by doing it that way. I really appreciate you joining us on the show. I want to wish you a happy new year and look forward to talking to you uh, throughout the year. My pleasure. Happy new year to you and thanks for having me.